0: The Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. That's right. And we're joined by entertainment reporter David Ng. And we are excited to speak with you. We haven't talked to you in a while. Hello. How are you?
1: Hey, Liz. How's it going?
0: Good. Good. So, you know, we did go through the, um, the most Googled people in 2023. And Taylor Swift came up like number three. I don't know if it was really Travis or her, but... We're just sick of all this Taylor
1: Swift stuff,
0: <laughs> but she's the gift yeah, that keeps giving.
1: Yeah, she's the kind of the supreme example of a celebrity political influencer, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I think we're probably going to see much more of her of her political declarations uh, heading into the into the new year and into November of next year. So we have that to look forward to. Um, she is obviously hugely popular. Um, she is probably um, probably the most ubiquitous celebrity out there right now. Um, and the fact is, is that she um, leans one way politically. And uh, it didn't always be the case with her. For much of her career, she was very apolitical. She mm-hmm. never spoke about politics. But during the Trump administration, she, she broke that, uh, that silence and became very active politically, socially, you know, pushing a very definite one-sided political agenda, and we all know what that is. So, um, heading into 2024, um, she is probably, and, you know, this is not an understatement because a lot of, uh, you know, news organizations, pundits, and, and people on the left have said this, um, she is in many ways uh, going to be Joe Biden's saving grace because of her enormous influence over young people.
0: hmm Now... But here's the thing that I'm wondering, OK, so I see her as, you know, the Oprah Winfrey of Obama's administration, right, or campaign, it seems. Um, you know, women, you know, young, up-and-coming women that care about issues. I get it, but I can't see how she's going to fit squarely behind Joe Biden. I mean, it can't be.
1: Yeah, my, my, my feeling is that she's probably not going to talk about Joe Biden at all. She's just going to attack Donald Trump. And I think that's, okay. that's her playbook because, um, you know, bringing up Joe Biden is just an embarrassment mm-hmm. uh, for everyone involved. It would hurt her brand, probably, which is what she cares about most. So um, my feeling is that she's just going to attack Trump. She's going to, you know, um, harp on social issues, abortion, gay rights, that sort of thing, and, and hopefully drive a lot of the young uh, female uh, fans uh, to, the, to the polls that way.
0: Wow. So what are some of the issues that, you know, she really cares mostly about? I mean, has she picked her platform?
1: She has. In the past, It's um, her, her biggest issue in many ways was LGBTQ uh, uh, activism. Um, she, in addition to having a lot of young female fans, she has an enormous gay male fan base um, who are probably even more loyal to her. Mm-hmm. So um, that has been one of her one of her huge um issues and she attacked um Senator Marsha Blackburn um over that and the whole transgender thing um during um during the Trump administration and that's kind of what um kind of launched her, her, her political activist career. Yeah it, was by attacking Blackburn.
0: It kind of reminds me of for some reason um like Taylor Swift, Cher, Madonna, they seem to have that L B G T Q following and a lot of impersonators tend to pick them to impersonate, it seems.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, gay men need to worship a queen, and so she's one of them. And <laughs> That's um right. That's exactly yeah, right. So um but you know, it's like, you know, I people had studied her demogra- the, the demographics of her fan base, and her fan base is uh largely uh, white female, middle to upper class millennials. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I saw one study that said that three-quarters of her fans are white, um, which obviously is not an issue. But it is strange for a, a political party like the Democrats, who harp on diversity and reaching out to minorities, that they choose this, um, this celebrity of all celebrities to be kind of like their cultural spokesperson.
0: Well, I think um, most of Oprah Winfrey's uh, fans were white suburban housewives. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. And that's who elected it's, Obama. Exactly. So it's the suburban female Mm -hmm. kind of demographic that is really key here. Um, So it's it's interesting when you, when you, when you break it down that way.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. And Taylor Swift um, is different than Oprah because she is not on like in the middle of the morning, you know, really appealing to those housewives. She's more of like the working girl, single, no kids, you know, taking on the world on her own you know she's like the new female millennial because i mean i have a kid who's 28 and uh you know they, they they're far from even thinking about getting married or having kids it's like they're not having kids and she's kind of like that person you know all these superficial relationships you know they really aren't nailing down a, a, a life path they're renting they're not owning anything they're leasing yeah. everything that's what it's it yeah, it, who it, she's, it, she's appealing to
1: yeah, and if you listen to her songs, the lyrics, they, they really do echo that kind of um, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, you know, not not really, you know, being, being not exactly pessimistic, but being skeptical of relationships and, you know, kind of like embracing that singlehood uh, girl boss power. Um, of course, now she has a boyfriend, you know, so so we're told repeatedly. Um, so who knows where that's going to lead. <laughs>
0: I don't know if I even believe half of it. I mean, every day I read something that they're breaking up. This is it. This is the end, you know?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of skepticism about Taylor Swift, about that specifically, but about her in general, that she's not very, you know, her the Taylor Swift phenomenon is not organic or certainly doesn't feel organic. Mm-hmm. It feels very engineered. Um, you know, her management is very opaque. We don't know much about who represents her in Hollywood uh-huh. or in Nashville. Um, You know, it's like she has her own management company, but the the, the management structure is very, um, we we don't know much about it. So it's all very mysterious. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the whole thing breeds a lot of skepticism and, you know, belief that, you know, she is a PSYOP. She is kind of, you know, the Democrats, hopefully, you know, ticket to to victory in
0: 2024.
1: Yeah. Um, And because of in, in part, in large part, because of the low level of enthusiasm among young voters for Biden, mm-hmm. and she, she might, you know, help you know galvanize that that base.
0: I wonder if she's a fan. Have you gotten any indication that she's a fan of any particular politician out there, like a Kamala Harris or a Michelle Obama or a Gavin Newsom or a Whitmer? Is she? Has there been any track record on that at all that you noticed?
1: Not recently. Um, Since uh, 2020, she's been not as vocal about uh, her support of Biden. I mean, she did endorse, she did officially endorse Biden in 2020. Um, So there's that. And she endorsed uh, challengers to Marsha Blackburn, not forget Tennessee is her home state. Mm -hmm. So she does seem to kind of, um, I don't know, identify herself with uh, obviously left-leaning Democrats, but, you know her whole image is so stage crafted it's really hard to tell what's sincere or not so um her her politics seem to come up uh, around election time uh-huh. Um and when when it's not election time she maintains a low profile politically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it, it will be there next year. You can, I, you can bet on it. I do
0: remember, like maybe eight to ten years ago, she was like calling fans ever in the hospital and stuff like that. And she got really emotional in Brazil when that young girl died from heat stroke, um, while she was doing her concerts in Brazil. And, um, the temperature was like ridiculous and she was like, get water, get water out to people. You know, she was very emotional about that. And I, I think she kind of wears her heart on her sleeve like that with her fans. She has a really close relationship and that's what really makes her very powerful.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, she, she does have that emotional connection and that's, like you said, it is powerful. That is precisely what it is. It's Mm -hmm. powerful because it's influential. Yeah. It can be used in any way she wants. So.
0: Absolutely. And I'm wondering, how do football fans feel about this whole Taylor Swift entry into the football? Um, Is there any measure on that at all?
1: Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. I mean, given uh, the season so far for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, she seems to be more of a curse than a blessing, I'd say, uh, at this point. Um, in fact, um, you know, some people are starting to call her the Yoko Ono of the NFL. I saw that.
0: Um,
1: That's perfect. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. So um, <laughs> it might be a, a blessing in disguise that she campaigns for Biden because given the, her traffic with the chiefs, She may not be the good luck charm that the left thinks she is.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to know before we go. There's been a lot of talk about the Harvard um, University president, Claudine Gay. Is she going to resign? You think? Because a lot of people are just had it with all this plagiarism accusations that are coming up. You know, of course, they all came out after she was being very anti-Semitic in her um, testimony. Uh, you know, last, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Do you think she's going to survive this?
1: That's a good question. The left is turning on her, uh, not because of, of her horrible testimony before Congress uh, regarding anti-Semitism on campus, but because, of, like you said, the plagiarism. Um, the instances of plagiarism have become too numerous too serious to ignore. Mm-hmm. So you had even publications like the New York Times, the Boston Globe, Massachusetts, even the far-left Atlantic, calling for her to resign. So the momentum is there. Um, the, the question is whether the Harvard board will, um, will 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 agree with that. And the Harvard board is, you know, has the ultimate say. Um, there's a lot of there's even growing pressure among Harvard faculty, which is strange because they're so far left-leaning. Mm-hmm. You would think that they would be behind her, but the, 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 it's the plagiarism that will get her, not the anti-Semitism uh, testimony that she gave. It will be the plagiarism that takes her down if she goes down. Um, the question is, um, you know, you know, there have been rumors that the Obamas are intervening, and that they are trying to get her to stay. I don't know if that's true or not, but if that is the case, then she could stay. Um, you know, it would be bad for everyone if she stayed. I mm-hmm. think, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, it, it's 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 a, it's a kind of cliffhanger situation here. It doesn't look good, I would say, given the amount of media pressure that has um, only increased in the past week or so.
0: Yeah. Uh, David, I have to ask you before we go, because this kind of came out just before the Christmas holiday and it kind of got lost. I'm glad it did. But I, I'm just wondering if you heard any updates regarding John Schneider of the Dukes of Hazard saying that um, tweet, I think it was a tweet that uh, he said, I believe you are guilty of treason and should be publicly hung your son too, people were saying that he was going to be investigated or should be by the Secret Service for a threat. Did you hear anything come out of that at all?
1: Uh, he has said publicly when, when you know, when, when he posted that tweet and then took it down and, and there was a big media, you know, reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out publicly and said, I have never called for violence against the president, Yeah, um, which I guess it's technically true because what he said was, you know, he should be executed. So I guess that's, I don't know if you consider that violence or not, yeah, that's that, that, that splitting hairs. Um, but these types of things have happened uh, before, especially during the Trump administration, when a lot of celebrities, um, you know, called for violence and even the killing of, of Donald Trump. Or Kathy Griffin, of course. Um, and the Secret Service does, in those cases, the Secret Service did investigate them. But it was usually just like they, they showed up at their door, to talk to them, and that was it. Mm-hmm. There usually wasn't... A, in those instances there was no, um, you know, they didn't go to jail or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, in the case of Schneider that I would imagine that's probably what would happen. You know, they, mm-hmm. they would show up at his door. Um, they would say, you know, they would probably determine he poses no real threat to the president and th- th- that would be the end of it. Okay. Um, so that's my, that's my guess of what is happening at the moment.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else uh, on your radar today or moving forward?
1: Well, you know, it's 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 always interesting, um, you know, um at this time of year, um, you know, all the movies coming out and what what are the best movies of the year and the Oscars and all these award shows coming out. So it'll be interesting to see how Hollywood, um, you know, if they decide to go political again this award season during the Oscars and Golden Globes and that sort of thing. Mm. It's all rather trivial, but it is interesting. It's a it's a it's a good cultural litmus test of, of how bold Hollywood wants to be, especially in an election year. So we'll be keeping our eye on that and, okay. and seeing just how, how egregious they are this year so that you don't have to watch it. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> That's good. Well, David, I, I just have one more thing to ask because there was a a, a a South Korean famous actor that apparently died from suicide because he was being um, investigated for drug use. Uh, he they, He never tested positive for it, but he's lost lots of jobs because of it, and he has become, like, you know, a horrible person in society, losing everything uh, because of these allegations. And then we had this chef die uh, from Australia, famous chef that owns a lot of restaurants, had a TV show. He actually was the one who invented avocado toast. Um, He reinvented, redid breakfast. The thing that drives me crazy about these cases, especially the chef, Do you find it annoying when they don't tell you how people die?
1: It is, it is. Um, A lot of that has to do with um, a lot of media organizations fear, you know, defamation or libel lawsuits, and and rightly so. Mm. But, you know, you can read between the lines. In the case of the Korean actor, you know, Korean celebrity culture is very, very harsh. It's worse than it is in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, The the kind of scrutiny and ridicule that they get on social media is intense. Um, So um, he had a very unfortunate situation. He was a great actor. Parasite was a good movie. He was good in it, and it's very sad.
0: Yeah, it is, and it looks like he was innocent, and they were just destroying him. Um, I actually find that, because I follow Bollywood, I actually find Mm -hmm. that they do that in India. It's horrible what they do to the female actresses in those movies and musicals. It is unbelievable, and I think it's the same. It's just so... Horrible. Yeah,
1: Asian celebrity Asian celebrity culture is brutal by any measure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the celebrities who have to endure it um, really put up with a lot. Um, so I think that's what he was going through in, the, in this yeah. unfortunate in case. In
0: fact, I found that there are many um, celebrity, uh, like India and, um, you know, Bollywood actresses that have committed suicide. There's like so many yes. of them. It's horrible. Yes,
1: that's, yeah, that's true in Korea as well. You see that a lot with K-pop stars. Mhm. Yes. Um, that's right. and also in the Hong Kong film industry as a history of suicide because women who reach 40 are no longer considered desirable. So it's it's a very kind of backwards so, um, old world so kind of we're mentality.
0: past our prime.
1: They, yes, exactly. <laughs> who yeah. said
0: that? Don Lemon said. Who was the person? That was that yeah, yeah, bon it was Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Yeah,
1: it was Don Lemon. Oh,
0: Don Lemon. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was talking
1: about Nikki Haley. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right, Don Lemon. Oh, did you see? He's like he's like pumping himself up with those Zempic. He's like a skinny stick now. Yeah, I mean, those Zempics for men too. You know what do you what are you right. I, what is he doing now? Where is Don Lemon? He's showing off his old Zempic butt. <laughs> his Zempic butt. <laughs> David Ng, thank you so much. Have a happy new year. We'll talk to you in twenty twenty four.
1: Happy New Year, Liz. Thank you.